Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Oh, I am going to talk about um, this week's episode, something that I'm sure would probably resonate with most of you, uh, if not all of you. We're going to be talking about overthinking. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever overthought, found yourself overthinking about something in your life, and it really kind of became like, kind of took a life of its own, and before you knew it, you were just, I don't know, like paralyzed by worry and fear and anxiousness. And, you know, it was keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about that this week. But first, I just want to give a shout out to the Lord. You know, um, I haven't really said a whole lot on social media or anything like that. And people that, you know, maybe know me from afar, they maybe don't know that I've been kind of going through a lot of family things, heavier family things here this year. And it's been kind of a lot. And definitely I have found myself overthinking in in a few different areas as it relates to just kind of different direction that this particular family situation could go. But the Lord is so good because right in the middle of that, he allowed me to be one of the featured speakers at the Pursuit Conference last weekend in southern Minnesota. And let me tell you something. This is the second year that they have hosted the the Pursuit Conference, and it's geared toward uniting young people, young adults in their passion and pursuit of Jesus Christ and, and really just helping them to be courageous and bold in sharing their light and sharing their faith in this sphere of influence to their generation. And so, you know, I was so excited to be there and I just felt so honored to be able to speak into the lives of these young adults who are just really wanting to grow and they were hungry and leaning in um, and just really wanting everything that the Lord had for them this weekend. As I was just, you know, in worship prior to prior to my turn to to speak and then of course during my message and then afterwards, uh, just getting to pray with a few women afterwards, young adult women, and then just being a part of the other the other messages from from the other speakers later on in the day and and just the worship and the entire atmosphere in that room the lord's presence was so palpable and i just thought you know lord you are so good that only you knew you know where i would be at in my own personal life and so you just really allowed me I mean, for far greater reasons than what I'm about to share with you, of course, but just one of the ways that he was loving on me, that he, right in the middle of all the stuff that's going on in my personal life, to be able to share and communicate the gospel with with this group of young adults that are running after the Lord. Man, 
it just was so encouraging to me to watch them just really lean into lean into the Lord and and just worship the Lord with just without abandon and I mean just they were they were like all in and man I left there yeah I was I was tired I'm always tired after I pour out like that um because ministry just does that but my heart was full my heart was full for what God is doing in the world right now what God is doing in the hearts and lives of of this generation that's coming up after me this generation they're younger and I, I just really think that our world has just really uh, attacked that generation and some some things have been spoken over over that generation that are just not true. And, uh, and so, man, I, I just think that it's so awesome. And if you, you know, if you get a chance just speak some encouragement, speak some life and, and some truth into a, a young adult this week, find someone in your, in your youth group, or maybe someone, your neighbor or someone at the store, you know, that cashier that's maybe checking you out, just say something encouraging to them because that generation is really being attacked, I think, in the world. So, all right, enough of that. But anyway, just had to share that and just the goodness of the Lord because I love bragging on God. So there you go. But I was wondering, do you have an area of your life that you've had to give a little bit of added attention to <laughs> in your um, in your faith walk? You know, maybe for you, you've had to really grow in and give some added attention. Uh, you've had a lot of opportunity to grow in, you know, just watching the words that you speak. You maybe if you've been around me long enough and she rises long enough, you've heard me say that sometimes my mouth has gotten me into trouble over the years. And so I, that is definitely an area that I've had to grow in. Maybe for maybe for you, you've had to really give added attention to watching your temper or or maybe you are more inclined to um you know to be worrisome and anxious about certain things. So if you were to ask me what is probably my number one area that I've had to give a lot of added attention to over the years, I think that ranking right up there probably tied for first with um with my mouth would be my mind. This is an area the Lord has had to help me grow in stronger over the years because, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this quote. I don't even know who said it, but where the mind goes, the man follows. Where the mind goes, the man follows. And that would be an accurate account of my life years ago. And here's the thing. If I'm not aware and intentional, I could be there again. I could go there again. I could end up in that same cycle again. So let's talk about shutting the door on overthinking. You know, I think that there's on this topic of overthinking, there's so many different directions that, that we could go on this topic because overthinking can be applied and recognized really in so many different situations in our lives. And so I, I thought maybe we would start off this week's conversation by asking the question, how do I know I'm overthinking? 
How do I know if I'm overthinking? Because I think that it's it's important to differentiate and understand that overthinking is different than having a sense or a prompting of the Holy Spirit within you to do something. Those are two different things. When when you have a prompting in you, you know, the like the Lord is prompting you through the power of his Holy Spirit to act upon something or to step out in obedience, you you know what that feels like, right? You you know that this is God and and I know that that he is asking me to do this and I, I just can't shake it. I've, you know, I've spent some time praying over it. I've, you know, talked to my spouse about it. I've talked to my friends about it, my pastor, whatever. So you kind of know what that feels like. Well, we know that overthinking often can be defined as kind of creating scenarios in our minds that we have no proof of. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, I I don't know. Like I hope that you are kind of chuckling with me and nodding your head and saying, "Yes, Susan. Yes, girl. I get you." I'm really hoping that this is not my own sad story. Have you ever caught yourself overthinking and creating scenarios in your mind? that you really don't have any proof of, that there's no proof to support what you're thinking, but your mind has has just kind of gone off on, you know, that your thoughts have gone rogue and your mind is like on this merry-go-round and, and you just have found yourself overthinking different things. And so, for example, Maybe you text someone and they don't reply right away or they simply forget to reply at all. And and so, I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? We've I, I know I've been there. You have probably been there. This is the age of text messages, right? Well, so if if we are stuck, if we're like overthinking and, you know, we're creating these scenarios in our minds that we don't have proof of, it can sound like this. They haven't gotten back to me because they're mad at me. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? They haven't responded to me because I'm not important. Or I must have said something. I must have did something wrong. I know that has to be it. That has to be it. Because I I don't know. I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily mad at me or I want to think that I'm important to them. But I, I just really think and I know that I know that I know that they haven't responded to me because I did something wrong. I said something wrong. Well, did you? <laughs> Do you have proof of that? Or is that a scenario that you're creating in your mind? Because how many of us have caught have caught ourselves in this overthinking and creating these scenarios only to then get the reply that says, oh my goodness, I've been so busy or, you know, I've been so busy running the kids back and forth, you know, the, you know, to their soccer game or, you know, dance or church was really busy or, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, I've been in meetings all day. And then you kind of sit back and you think, why was I so worried about that? And then, you know, you really begin to understand that I just wasted all of that precious time. I wasted all of those hours. And if it took them even a couple of days to respond to you, you realize I've wasted two days out of my week, two days out of my life being so tied up in knots on the inside of myself, overthinking and creating these scenarios that simply were not true. She was just busy. (laughs) 
(laughs) She was just busy. Or even, you know, like somebody will text me back a couple of days later and they'll say, oh my goodness, I I forgot to reply to you. I'm so sorry. Or how many of us have heard, I realized that my reply never sent to you. I'm so sorry. It's just been sitting here. You know what? Life happens. And and so I'm going to get into um, four different things to shut the door on overthinking that you can apply to your life. There's some things that the Lord has helped me with to shut the door to overthinking in my own life. And so I thought I would pass them on to you. But just one other quick little example that I think is so applicable to our lives is, you know, we create scenarios and we overthink in our minds when, when someone that we kind of been friendly with, maybe we've sat next to them in the group or the at church or, you know, life group or whatever the situation is. You maybe had lunch with them one time, you shared the the table in your break room at work or whatever. But on that, on, there was one like particular day where you noticed that she didn't say hi to you at you know, in the break room or at the party, or she didn't say hi to you at church. And then we get in our cars or even before we get into our cars to go back home, we're sitting in our cubicle at work or we're sitting in the church service or we're, you know, trying our best to participate in the party and be you know, fully present while in our minds, we're creating scenarios and overthinking as to why she didn't say hi to me or why she didn't sit by me this week. She always sits by me. How come she's not sitting by me this week? How come she's over there? We're creating these different scenarios in our mind and and we're overthinking things when in reality, Maybe she just had a lot on her mind that day and she didn't get a chance to come over and say hi. Or maybe there are things going on in her personal life where she just feels overwhelmed. Maybe it would behoove us to maybe go to her and say hi to her, reach out to her. It shouldn't be always up to someone else to approach us, to start the conversation, to do the inviting, to say the hello, to walk across the room. Let's be be initiators of that. And and I think that I think that that really kind of helps to shut the door to to overthinking as well because I think if you would go to that person, you would probably get a warm hello from her or you know maybe maybe a, a brief hello and um and just maybe like a kind of a a brief little snippet of maybe what's going on in her life, which would shut the door to overthinking. And you would say, you know what? She's just going through a lot right now. She's got her mind on a lot of things. And so it's not about me. I don't have to personalize this or, you know, so often like it, like at church or, you know, maybe the the lunchroom at work or, or something like that. Maybe there's a new person that is that is in church or a new person at, at work. And maybe your friend is wanting to befriend that person and just build a bridge there and be welcoming and hospitable to that person. And so maybe that's why she chose to sit with that person and not you on that particular day or at that particular 
particular church service. It has nothing to do with us. But see how we create these scenarios in our minds that we have no proof of being true. We have nothing to support that scenario, but instead we are overthinking and we're becoming like anxious and worried and we're trying to figure out a way to to make this better and see if I did something wrong. Is there something that I need to apologize for? And oh my goodness, I mean, it just snowballs from there, right? (laughs) All right, so four things to shut the door to overthinking. Number one, you know, this summer, the Lord has been teaching me a lot of things through my grandchildren. And we have three beautiful granddaughters, love them so much. They are just the apple of my eye. They fill my heart so much. I just love them. My favorite little people call me grandma and I just love them. But the littlest one, Eden, she's two. And, you know, this summer we were up there at their at their house and we it was beautiful outside. We were out playing in their front yard. And I think we might have even been getting ready to go for a walk or something. I don't know. But she hopped on a on a big wheel and it's a little bit bigger than her. Her legs don't quite reach um, reach the the pedals, and so their driveway is is at a just a real slight slant, not really big, but enough where you know she can kind of get some momentum going, and and that is exactly what happened on this particular day. And and so you know, Grandma, who was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want her to fall. I you know, quick ran after her and quick grabbed a hold of the the big wheel and and just kind of pushed her down the driveway. And we kind of, you know, played um, after that on the big wheel. And I was kind of pushing her around. It was a really great afternoon. But, you know, the Lord spoke to me that that's sometimes how our thoughts go. That if our thoughts can kind of like gain momentum, um, especially in overthinking and creating scenarios in our minds. And so if we want to shut the door to overthinking, sometimes we have to get ahead of those thoughts before they gain momentum and they just are like running out of control, right? They're so far ahead of us that, I mean, our overthinking and these scenarios are just really kind of doing the leading and they're leading us off into a ditch somewhere. And so like that particular day, the Lord just really taught me a lesson in a very practical way with, you know, kind of catching that big wheel that if we can get ahead of our thoughts, we can stop the unhealthy momentum that they sort of develop on their own. And then as as I was guiding her on that big wheel, we can apply that to our own minds, to our to our thoughts, that I can guide them. I can steer my thoughts and my thinking in the direction that I want them to go. Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. Oh, I just am so grateful. He's been teaching me so much in just very practical ways this summer, and I love it. Number two, ask for clarification after a conversation that left you wondering about comments that were made or a direction that was given. This will also close the door to division because good communication eliminates questions, uh, speculation, confusion, and overthinking. 
There's nothing wrong with asking for clarification. There's nothing wrong with saying maybe after, you know, that person is is finished talking, you know, just maybe saying something like, hey, that was really great. Thank you for sharing that with me. But can we circle back to this thing, you know, and then say whatever it was that, that they said, can you help me to better understand that? And, you know, just really kind of that's a that's a great way for asking asking for clarification and that will shut the door to overthinking because how many of us um, have left a meeting or hung up the phone uh, from a conversation or whatever and you kind of step back and and you kind of ask yourself what just happened here like I don't know. I don't feel good about that. What just happened there? (laughs) Have you ever been there? And so I think that sometimes just circling back and asking for clarification and to better understand what's being communicated will help you to shut the door and keep it shut on overthinking and creating scenarios in, in your mind. Number three, grow in your identity in Christ. This is huge. Ladies, this is huge. Grow in your confidence in who you are in Christ. Being secure in that area will help with overthinking, which can lead to worry about the status of a relationship. So let me ask you. So what if they are upset? What if you you discover that they are disappointed in you? I mean, what if, right? I mean, life happens and we are in relationships with imperfect people. I'm imperfect. I'm in relationships with imperfect people. The world is full of imperfect people. No one is perfect. And sometimes we let one another down. Sometimes we inadvertently leave leave something out or leave someone out or we don't uh, say something that we that maybe we should have or we didn't effectively communicate something in a way that would help the other person really understand understand what what we're saying. And so I just want to ask you today, so what if they are upset? And what if you discover that they are disappointed in you? Being rooted and established in who you are in Christ will help you apologize in a mature manner. Yeah, in a mature manner. It also helps you remain as a confident person that a conflict in a relationship doesn't change your worth, doesn't change your value, or that you are a good person. Let me repeat that. It, this will also help you remain remain steady, remain deeply rooted and established and as a confident woman of God that a conflict in a relationship doesn't change who you are. A conflict in a relationship doesn't change your worth. It doesn't change your value or that you are a good person. Being secure in who you are in Christ, I just think that that is is so important. And maybe that should have been point number one. I don't know, but you can reorder them however. But nonetheless, this is really important because if we're not secure, we take things way too personal. And we, you know, this really gives way to a lot of overthinking and a lot of creating scenarios in our minds. 
And I mean, this just can cover so many things. It's, I, I just cannot emphasize uh, growing in your identity in Christ and being secure in who you are in him. And if you want to, just a quick little plug, if you want to, you know, really do a deep dive into your identity in Christ and the the pieces of your identity in Christ, go to uh, my website, sherisesmn.org, or just simply click the link that's in the show notes. I always look at the show notes because I've got links down there. I've got information in the show notes. But if you go to my website and under the resources tab, there's a um, there's like a little drop down menu and it says free resources. There's a free download for you on your identity in Christ. It's not an exhaustive list, but it is a great place to start. So take advantage of that. Number four, release it to the Lord. Release it to the Lord. Release the situation to the Lord. Control what you can. Control what you can. And you say, Susan, everything, this whole situation feels so out of control. Okay, but you know what you can control? The situation might feel chaotic. It might feel uncertain. You might feel like, I don't know where my relationship stands with this particular person, or I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I'm I'm worried and I'm anxious and I'm I'm all this. Okay, I understand that. But you know what you can control? You can control you. You can control your thoughts. Remember in point number one, when I was painting the picture uh, and sharing with you about when I grabbed the big wheel and I kind of helped steer and guide it? Yeah, you can control you. You can control your thoughts and steer and guide them in the way that is going to be helpful and healthy and beneficial for you. Is it a blab and grab it kind of kind of faith? No. Uh, you've heard me say countless times, faith is not denying reality. We're not putting our heads in the sand, but you know what? It isn't God's heart for you to be paralyzed by worry and anxious thoughts. Peace on the outside comes from peace on the inside. Let me say that again. Peace on the outside comes from peace on the inside. I cannot tell you how many times over the 30 plus years of walking with Jesus where I've I've allowed overthinking and scenarios in my mind of all of the what ifs and oh my goodness and if this happens and what about that and you know if it goes this way and oh and this and I mean just uh, in the middle of the night and I'm just tossing and turning and up and down and up and down and pacing the floors and the Lord just really helped me to understand many many years ago that you know what if I steer and guide my thoughts. And if I am an intentional person to get ahead of it before it gains momentum and it reaches that place of, of I'm just like paralyzed with worry and anxious thoughts and I go to the Lord in prayer and I just share my feelings, I share my thoughts, I I talk to him about the the different uh, scenarios that that I'm anxious about. I I talk to him about the the what ifs and I and God I don't know about this and you know and lay those things down at his feet and let him into those into those thoughts that I'm having and then ask him not just leave it there but then ask him God take this from me and you like this kind of beautiful exchange will you take this from me. 
and give me your peace. Will you, will your peace, God, will you just wash me in your peace? May your peace just be like waves that just wash over me. Listen, he has never failed me in that. God has always met me in my, in my worry. He has always met me in my anxious thoughts. He's always met me in my seasons of overthinking and, and just like all of the what ifs and all these different things. And you know what, when, when, I have, when I've laid them down at his feet, when I've been intentional, laid them down, invited him into that, gave them, released them into his care. The Bible says it's it's in the New Testament. I, I can't remember the the exact scripture verse, but you can you can Google it. It says, cast your care on the Lord, for he cares for you. He cares for you. He sees you. He hears you. What you're not just another person. And taking up space on planet Earth. He knows what you have need of. He knows what, what is around the corner and up over the hill. You might not know it, but but he does. And, and you know what? He is going to take care of you. He's going to meet your needs. He's going to provide for you. He's going to protect you. His presence is going to be about you. And so allow him into your worriness, into your overthinking, and into your anxious thoughts. Um, this week. And he will just create this beautiful, just washing of, of peace, just, just wash over you, just waves of peace to wash over you. Thinking about I didn't have all these scripture verses in my notes, so I don't know who needs to hear this today, but whoever you are, be encouraged because this right here is for you. The Lord is wanting to speak to you and remind you and and, uh, reassure your heart that he sees you and knows of your need. But in, in the book of Isaiah, it says that, I will keep him in perfect peace who stays, whose eyes are fixed on me. Keep your eyes fixed on him. You know, I think that that's, that's another sign of, of overthinking and just kind of creating scenarios in our minds when, when we feel like that's all we're thinking about is the particular situation. Like it's um, kind of consuming our thoughts. It's keeping us awake at night. It's like kind of like what we're eating, sleeping and drinking. Like we just like, like it's, it's, It's just creating this unsettledness on the inside of us. That isn't God's heart for you. And that is a clear sign that your thoughts have gained too much momentum. Worry and anxiousness have gained too much momentum. And it's time for you to grab a hold of the big wheel, if you will, and um, stop the momentum and begin steering and guiding your thoughts and laying those things down at the feet of Christ because he wants to he wants to take that off of you it's not his heart for you to walk in that he's he's a big god and he wants to carry that for you all right i hope that this week's episode was encouraging for you drop me some comments i would love to hear from you and maybe just share share a takeaway that you are that you're walking away with this week maybe it's you know maybe maybe this week's episode was something that you have heard before but maybe it was just a timely reminder i would love to hear hear that as well. So next week's episode is going to be so good. It's um, I'm just going to give you just a kind of sneak peek into next week's episode. I am titling it, Stop Living Someone Else's Life. 
<laughs> stop living someone else's life. It's going to be so good what the Lord is just, just really speaking to my heart in that area of stop living someone else's life. Because here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with admiring someone else, but God has not called you to compare yourself to her or live her life. God created you to live your life in your lane and walk out your faith and tap into your potential, your gifts, your plans, and your purpose. Amen. All right. I better stop there. I'm going to start in on next week's episode already, but we have some great upcoming guests coming on the show. We're going to be talking about what it means to live a spirit-led life. I have someone coming on sharing her incredible testimony of of how God met her in a really powerful way after she tragically lost her husband. That will be very moving for anyone. Uh, And then I'm also um, an upcoming episode. I will be sharing some exciting news about She Rises 2023 that you will want to make sure that you that you come back for and listen for that exciting news and update. Really, really excited about that and to um, present that information to you. All right. Take care. Have a great week. And I will catch you right back here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.